It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to Friday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports. Presented by M&M Carnage, Friday, October 7th. As always, it's a football Friday. Ed Peak was supposed to join me yesterday. Canceled. Supposed to join me today. Canceled. The cancel culture of Ed Peak. Maybe he'll be back in next week. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open, 502-384-1450. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. Thornton's text line open as well, 502-414-1450. Get your text into the Thornton's text line at that number, 414-1450. Unsponsored six-pack coming up in the final segment. Three college winners, three professional winners in the, in the NFL. It's been a tough week. Had SMU Wednesday, gave you that one. If you do what I tell you to do and bet against me, you, you, then you profited. Same thing last night. I had the Broncos. The Broncos now have 75 points in, in five games. I'm no math major, but that's 15 points per game. The last time an NFL team had 75 points or fewer through their first five games and made the playoffs was 20 years ago, the New York Jets. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Denver stinks. And guess who I bet to win the Super Bowl before the season started? Put my green, hard-earned money down. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos. 12-9 last night. 12-9. This game set football back at least 50 years. At least 50 years. Overtime, 12 to 9. You had fans leaving the stadium after Indianapolis tied the game at 9 at the end of regulation. They didn't even want to see what happened in overtime. They didn't care if their beloved Broncos won. This is not a this is not Jacksonville. This is Denver. Proud organization, loyal fans, wearing the orange barrels. Peyton Manning, John Elway. Right? Yeah. Terrell Davis. Great. Lyle Alzado, great Denver Bronco heritage. And they left at the end of regulation. I'm going to... Take a break from ranting about the Denver Broncos and go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. we got a big game tonight. Buzz Frank on the line. How are you, Buzz? I'm doing fine, John. I thought since Ed didn't show up, I'd call in and at least fill a little bit of time. For <laughs> well, me. Caller of the Year, uh, you, you know, you get more votes here for Caller of the Year. We're, we're getting toward the end of the year here. Remember that. I, I am. I'm <laughs> on top of it. By, by the way, real quick, I was waiting for like a straight formation or a single wing last oh night. Oh my gosh! As long as they're going to set football back, that's, I, that's I kept waiting for Y.A. Tittle and Otto Graham to show up. <laughs> at least, at least that one of those two a, guys could have thrown a forward pass last night. I believe you're right. Oh, Matt Ryan was awful. He fumbled two more times, although he didn't lose each, either fumble. That's twelve fumbles. And, as, and he threw his sixth and seventh interceptions on the year. 
and they won. It's, yeah, <laughs> it, it, they, off, offensive football was not either one of those teams' strong point last night. You know, I don't believe it had a lot to do with the defense either. Uh, the defenses were good. I, you know, the whole game, I kept thinking, "Gosh, I just want to, I want to blame this on good defense," but I couldn't do it. It was just bad yeah. offense. And next week. Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreit, they get Washington and Chicago. It can't they get worse, can it? negotiating their contract. It can't get worse, can it? <laughs> they go New Orleans, Tampa, uh, New Orleans, Arizona after that on Thursday Night Football. I'll look this up because that's, that's my life. And then they finally get Tampa Bay and Baltimore the week after that. But, man, we had some wow. good early Thursday games, and now we've had a, we got a couple stinkers. Because Commanders and Bears, I don't think it's going to be much better next week. I don't think so either. That uh, I, I'm not excited to think about it. <laughs> uh, I'm glad my wife already has paid for Amazon Prime before they took over Thursday Night Football. Because if I paid for it just to get Thursday Night Football, I'd be wanting my money back right now. Amazon Crime, yeah, I heard I it called today. That made sense, yeah. They, they're they uh, reeling in a lot of people with some subpar games, for sure. And here's the other thing, and I haven't figured it out. Maybe I'm just not technologically sound enough to figure this out. When you're watching a game on Amazon Prime, you, you watch the commercials because you yeah. can't really switch to anything. You know, if, pretty you, much stuck. if you switch to a, another streaming service, or another show on Amazon Prime, then you got to switch back. You got to let it catch up. You have to watch the commercials. It, it's a brilliant move by Amazon. Brilliant to pick up Thursday night football. Uh, unless it's a game like last night, you just switch off and don't ever go back. Yeah, I was ready to watch more of the Dahmer documentary. That's how bad it was. Yikes. All right, big game tonight, Buzz. Your manual Crimsons, my St. X Tigers. Uh, shameless plug here will be on tonight right here on the Big X, 645 pregame. Tony Burke and myself, 7 o'clock kickoff. Manual 6-0 and at 5-1 and St. X. We've had some great games in this series as of late, uh, but this should be a full house crowd and a wonderful atmosphere, and we certainly expect some great football tonight, right? Uh, yeah, I think you're right. I think the crowd on both sides will be what high school football should be like all around the city and county and southern Indiana. Uh, to get the fans out. These kids deserve their support. Um, parents, fans, alumni, anybody and everybody should be out at games like this. Support your local high school every week. Uh, I really expect tonight's game. I think tonight's game could have a score similar to what you saw last night in the NFL game, but it will be because there are two really good defenses out there. Slobber knocker tonight. Turnovers decided, right? I, 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 yeah, I, I was thinking turnovers, and you've mentioned this before, special teams. I think special teams could have a big yeah. part to play. In Field position is going to be huge tonight, I think. I, I agree with you on that. And Look, uh, I've done my interview with the coach. They, St. X expects to win special teams tonight. They do. They expect to yep. win special teams, a punt game, a kickoff game. They expect to win special teams. And again, we, you know, everybody talks about offense, defense. That third phase is huge, man. It is huge in a game like this. 
It, it absolutely is, and, and you got to believe it. It may not be quite a third of the game, but it's really close. Yeah. People focus on offense and defense, like you said, but but there's so many things, so many factors that come with the special teams flipping the field, uh, getting good field position for the offense or defense. All of those things, turnovers, just all of those things come into play that set up every other part of the game. And, you know, people don't pay enough attention in my mind to players like the long snapper, yeah. the holder on field goal and extra point attempts, the uh, the punt and kickoff return people. How they how, how do they field the punt or the kickoff? Do they get it cleanly? Do they, do they let it roll? All of those things, little things to a lot of people, huge things in a game like Scooter. Yeah, St. X has uh, – they got a long snapper going to Notre Dame. It's a long snap. Yeah. So, Andrew Cross, really good. He's, you know, he's gone to all these national camps. And, obviously, if you're going to Notre Dame to long snap, you know what you're doing. They got a field goal kicker who hasn't missed a field goal or extra point all season long. Uh, they feel pretty good about that part of the game. Uh, Manuel, you guys got a freshman quarterback. Coach's son, I know your starter got hurt early in the year, and so this kid is sort of – maintaining uh, as we go along. But I think, um, at least from the research I've done, I expect Manuel try to line up and run the football. St. X has been really good against the run uh, so far this season. Same thing on the other side. St. X is going to try to manipulate the ball down the field. They don't. It's not a quick strike offense. And um, I, like you said, Buzz, uh, this could be a score like last night. This this could be a classic 10-7 to 7 game. And, and you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing that when I see the NFL and all the athletes that are out there, that's one thing, but I love defense. I know you do too, especially yeah, at I the do. high school level, because the, the kids, the kids are really putting it all on the line on the defensive side of the ball. And when they make a big stop, it, it's, it's just huge and it translates over. But yeah, I think both of these teams have stacked their players on the defensive side of the yeah. ball somewhat. And, but, that's gonna that's gonna go a long way. If the other team doesn't score, you can't lose. <laughs> that's uh, I, I don't know if there's ever been a game where a team didn't <laughs> score and won. Uh, you guys on tonight? Old Goats Radio. Yep, yep. We'll we'll be on 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 the other side of the field. I'll be looking up at you in your penthouse, and we'll be down there. I tell you what, I do. I do like the accommodations at St. X. We're a little bit closer to the field, and sometimes the angles toward the end zone uh, can be a little bit tough for us. Yeah. But, uh, at least we're inside, out of the weather. Unlike you know what these teams do now? They like to put these big tents up. You know yeah. what I mean? On the sideline. And I don't know if you can see yeah. over them from where you're going to be sitting. Good luck. But come, well, over, to our, come, I... come over to the penthouse before the game, before you go on, get some food. We got a nice buffet up there. Uh, we'll take care of you. But come on over and say hi. Yeah. I'll stop up there and see you and Tony. And, and if I have to, I'll just make stuff up. That's kind of what I do half the time anyway. Yeah, nobody's yeah nobody's watching. Right? <laughs> Thank you, yeah, buddy. If they're, if they're not watching, I'll see you, John. Good luck tonight and look forward to tonight. seeing you. Thank you, man. Buzz Frank, one of my favorites. Let's stick with the uh, Eminem line, uh, hotline. Is he still there, Scooter? Hello, Ed. How are you there, you uh, guy that never wants to sh- show up on time? With the show promises, promises, right? Well, sorry about that. I know you got other uh, things you have to do. I get it. Yeah, I'm sorry. Sorry about that. That's all right. Uh, this is what this is one of the best weekends for high school football. You got 
uh, the game you're doing tonight, uh, Manuel at St. Xavier and yep. Trinity at Ballard. Yep. Excuse me, Ballard at, at Trinity. Two, it's two district play. There. District okay. play starts tonight. So these are all everywhere, oh. all, all around the state. These are big games tonight. Oh, I, I, absolutely, absolutely. And they'll have a huge crowd at Trinity, I'm sure, and they'll have a huge crowd at your place. Yeah, I, mean, I believe so. Undefeated Manuel. I mean, it's 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 a great weekend. I'll uh, I'll be carrying the flag tonight with Scooter over at New Albany and Seymour. That's a that's a rivalry, not a rivalry game, but a good uh, Hoosier Hills Conference game over there. So I'm sure you'll have a big crowd, uh, kind of like St. X in this one. Although I haven't seen either one play, just the defenses, like you and uh, Buzz were talking about. Yeah. Defense should be prime in that game. Absolutely, and I think field position is going to be huge. That. Kicking game. If St. X wins this game tonight. I expect it to be because of special teams. Because both defenses are really, really good against the run. They're not going to let you um, have any big plays in the passing game either. So, and, and, you know, we saw it at the St. X Trinity game. It's hard to methodically dri- drive down the field against a good defense. You need home run plays. And I'm not sure either oh, one no of these doubt. teams is going to get any yeah. home run plays tonight. Yeah, I, I, absolutely. Well, when I called you uh, or talked to you earlier this week, in no way or shape or form did I ever thought I'd be talking to you about Scott Satterfield not coming back. It's a big game Saturday. It's a big game. Well, I I see all this stuff on Twitter, and you got to kind of take that with a grain of salt. My my guy in in the AP bureau here in uh, in the state has got me on high alert about Satterfield. (laughs) The the you might not want to take a vacation next week, Ed. What's that? You might not want to take a vacation next week because if <laughs> if if they lose to Virginia and they're on a bye week next week, I'm just saying some things could happen. Well, the rumor is, and it's a rumor. It's not everything is so. Uh, it's not uh, qualified, but if Satterfield doesn't win and he loses to uh, he loses to Virginia. He's done. Now, there's a they'll owe him $4.8 million That's the big question. Buyout. Where do you get it? Number one. You passing the hat one, around? Number, they ain't getting any of my money. Yeah. Uh, I mean, where are you going to get they, that? Uh, That's a program that uh, they've hemorrhaged money lately. They, they, don't, they don't have a lot of buyout money just sitting around. And, and, and I'll agree. Satterfield has been somewhat fractured uh, since his first season here. Yep. Uh, I'll have to, uh, you know I agree, I agree with with anybody on that. Number one, but number two is you do it in a bye week, which sometimes teams m- might do that. But if you do that, what does that mean? Players are going to scatter. Guys are going to say, "Well, that's it. I'm I'm done. I quit." Yep. Making a change, and I and okay, maybe making a change at the end of the year. I just don't think an in season. I just don't think an in season. Uh, firing of a coach. Now, we saw it with Petrino, which I thought it was needed there. I thought that was necessary. Ed, we've seen but it five times this year out of Power 5 programs already. Five times, and well, we're, only I, in, I, we're only in week six. I just don't think, I just don't think that does you any good. Oh, I, I don't really, disagree really with don't that. But here's the thing. If you lose to Virginia, you're two and four. The last three games of the year, NC State, Clemson, Kentucky, that's losses five, six, and seven. So it doesn't matter what you do against Pitt, Wake Forest, and James Madison all at home. It wouldn't matter. You might as well fire him. I don't know that it does anybody any good to do it, 
but that seems to be the trend, especially this year. If it's not going well, we're getting rid of them as soon as we can. We're looking for a new coach. I think NIL has a lot to do with it that uh, administrators can think, well, you know what? These kids, they got NIL contracts. They're not going anywhere. We can start the process of looking for a new coach. Well, number one is I don't think, I don't think, and this is just me speculating, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, Cuttingham plays. I don't. Think yeah, me neither. Plays. And that's just a guess. And that's, that's horrible. That's, if that's, you're Louisville, that's, that's horrible. That that that's a guess. Now, uh, Virginia is not very good at all. I mean, they're really struggling yep. to score points. But you know, worse, worse. You know, maybe Brock Dolman comes in and he's. Uh, but you know what happens. That, you know what happens. Brennan Armstrong, the Virginia quarterback, who was really good last year. He's thrown for under 55% completion rate in his last four games. He's not been good. He'll come out and have the game of the season for himself this, this well, week. That's, that's how, that's how it happens. Lou doesn't play well in, in Charlottesville. I'm, I'm, I'm picking Virginia and taking the four points. Yeah. It's down to in two my, and a half, now, by the way. Well, I'll take so a lot of people Virginia. are taking Virginia. That's the point here. Now. Now let's talk about South Carolina and Kentucky quickly. What I got to get Levis, to a break. What if? Go ahead. What if Will Levis doesn't play? Or, I mean, I think they'll still win, but they're not going to cover six. And, it's, it's gone from ten and a half to six. Now it's back up to six and a half. Six um, and a half. Well, yeah. The, look, they're just going to say, "Look, South Carolina has been terrible against the run all year." Here's Chris Rodriguez. Here's Cavassier Smoke. We're going to. We're going to just try to run it down their throat. That's what Mark Stoops is going to say if Will Levis doesn't play. And I don't expect him to play either, by the way. Kentucky's keeping this right. close well, to the vest. But I think this is this is uh, one of those spots where he's got his team's attention. You can't turn one loss into two. We're better than South no. Carolina. We're going to be able to play defense and run the ball. And we're going to not take a chance on Will Levis's health and, to, uh, and let him have another week off. And quickly, here's another game of importance. Yeah. I think that Kentucky this weekend is Tennessee at LSU. I was hoping that Tennessee and Kentucky would un- be unbeaten. Well, they could be now. Uh, Tennessee could still un- be unbeaten. Yeah. But Tennessee's got to go to LSU and play, and that's that's a tough deal for anybody. It they're is. Playing, I, well, they're playing at noon. They're, they're playing, playing at, at noon, noon, which helps Tennessee. Tennessee's a three-point favorite or something around there. Uh, yeah, I, if you're a Kentucky fan, you want this game to be at night. Now, LSU's won four in a row since that Florida State game. They haven't looked great at sometimes. They look really good sometimes. So I don't know what to expect out of Brian Kelly's team, to be honest with you. But Tennessee, hard, it, it feels like everybody, everybody that wears orange is back on the bandwagon. So it seems like a perfect <laughs> week for Tennessee to throw in a clunker, in my opinion. That's that's true. Well, I'll see uh, Justin Kalen tonight at New Albany. And, New Albany uh, and, and Seymour tonight, 7 o'clock kickoff. That's on our sister station, WFIA 94.7. Justin Kalen on the call. I'll be there, Ed. And they uh, they enjoy, they bring pizza to the press box. I was going to say, bring, oh, that's good to know. Bring Justin some food because he looks like he's whittling away to nothing over here. <laughs> Thank you, buddy. I'll see you okay, soon. Guys. Thanks. We'll take a break. We uh, do have to talk college football. Unsponsored six-pack coming up. The Major League Baseball playoffs are underway. End of an inning in Cleveland. Tampa Bay and Cleveland are scoreless. I'll keep you updated. All that and more. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Air. 
Presented by Eminem Cartage, John Spears in studio. You can get in on the Eminem Cartage hotline just like Buzz and Ed did, 502 384 1450 to join in on the conversation, 384 1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Hit me up there at 414 1450. That's the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450. A couple of uh, pins to put in that uh, NFL Thursday night. Debacle last night. The Colts win at 12 to 9 in overtime. Seven field goals, no touchdowns in the game. The Colts improved to 2 2 and 1. And as bad as they've been and as bad as Matt Ryan has been, they can still win that division. Tennessee, I think, will win it because of Derrick Henry and because of their defense. Jacksonville, better than we think. It would not surprise me if the Jaguars won the uh, AFC North. South, excuse me. If they win the North, it would be a shot. But if they won the South, it wouldn't surprise me at all. In fact, Jacksonville at home against Houston this week, seven-point favorite. The Jags can get back over five hundred with a win. Tennessee is at Washington. They can get to 3-2 and two with a win. And, of course, Houston – Still looking for their first win. Uh, maybe they get it this week. Maybe they don't. Maybe they don't get it all season long. They do have a tie against your Indianapolis Colts. Um, Matt Ryan, 26 of 41 last night, 251 yards, two interceptions. That gets him up to 12 on the season. No, excuse me. That gets him up to seven. Five touchdown passes, seven interceptions. Six sacks last night, two of which he fumbled on, but the the uh, Colts were able to recover. That's twelve fumbles on the season. Unbelievable. But he didn't lose either one of these. Russell Wilson, let's ride. He was uh, twenty one of thirty nine, two seventy four, two interceptions, and he was sacked four times. Now, I will say this about Nathaniel Hackett: he could have kicked the field goal with three and a half minutes to play in overtime, make it twelve to twelve. And maybe the game ends in a tie and the Colts are 1-2-2 two, and two, instead of 2-2-1. Two, two, and one. But he didn't. He went for it, trusted Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson has not played winning football. It's that simple. He didn't look good again last night. The week before, Sunday night football against the 49ers, 11-10. Remember that one? Mm-hmm. Denver won that one. He didn't look good in that one. Um, maybe Pete Carroll was right. This is when we start going, yeah, you know what? Maybe the Seahawks knew something. Geno Smith is putting up unbelievable numbers for Seattle. Now he, he did do it against Detroit last week. That's a little bit different. If he does it this week, then you open my eyes a little bit. If Geno Smith, who's been one of the best quarterbacks in the game, plays well and has good numbers at New Orleans this week, then now you got my attention. Because Seattle's 2-2 two and two going to New Orleans this week. Everybody in the NFC West is 2-2. Two and two. Um, I, I do like one game this week a lot more than I like other games against the spread. It's an NFL game involving a NFC West team, 
That's all I'll say right now. Because you got to wait for the third segment to get the unsponsored six-pack of the week. By the way, six-pack is 18, 17, and one on the season. I'm over 500. By the way, I was talking to Which a, I didn't expect to be. I was talking to a friend of mine yesterday about your show, and he just brought up the point. He goes, man, Spears, Spears runs a good show, but he cannot pick a winner to save no. his life. No. <laughs> I was like, well, he, he puts it out there and says, make yeah. sure you bet against me. Yes, I do. <laughs> Denver kicks a field goal last night with the, just under just over two minutes to play to go up. They would have gone up 12 to six. Then you make the Colts go the length of the field with no timeouts, under two minutes, against your defense, which hasn't given up anything all night long to uh, Matt Ryan and the Colts. But they don't do it. They went for it there, and then they went for it in overtime as well, didn't get it either time, and therefore you're two and three instead of three and two. I've chosen another loser instead of choosing a winner. I can't pick middle-of-the-week games. Now, I started out this season, first two weeks, keep this in mind, one and five in the uh, six-pack, followed by two and four. So I was three and nine after two weeks. I'm now 18, 17, and one. So pretty good bounce back, three consecutive weeks, over 500, um, which means, Scooter, I'm due to have a bad week. Yep. Due money, to have a there, bad there week. There is money to be made I'm this week. warning the fans early. This is the week to bet against me. I like all my picks. Last week, didn't like them. Picked them. Couldn't find anything that really jumped out at me. Went three, two, and one. This week, I really like them. That's a bad sign. That's a bad sign. Ah, well. All right, let's check on uh, MLB here. This is uh, Tampa Bay-Cleveland game. I checked the over-under today. Five and a half. That's unbelievable. Shane McClanahan and Shane Bieber, both Cy Young capable pitchers, going for the uh, the uh, Rays and the Guardians, respectively. They're scoreless in the bottom of the second in Cleveland. Uh, five and a half I've never seen. I've never seen it. I've seen six, rarely. I've seen, You see six and a half when Jacob deGrom's pitching or, or uh, Max Scherzer or you know, Garrett Cole. You might see a six and a half. You don't see five and a half, but that's what this one is. It's like getting 180 for an NBA game. Yeah, it makes me want to say under, but I can't say under. I'm not an under kind of guy, so you know which way I went. There. Unders are no fun. They're no fun. Cleveland, by the way, was minus 120, so a slight favorite at home in this game. Uh, Philadelphia and St. Louis will be at 2 o'clock on ABC. St. Louis has changed their starter. They move Miles Mikolas back to tomorrow. They'll go with Jose Quintana who was 6-7 on the year with a 293 ERA. Zach Wheeler, who has owned St. Louis, 12-7, 282 on the season. He'll start for Philadelphia. St. Louis is minus 115, but if you bet Philly, they're minus 105. So you're given either way here. I hate that. Uh, 407 Seattle and Toronto. Alec Manoa for the Blue Jays, 16-7 with a 224. Those are Cy Young numbers. Louis Castillo, the former Red, will go for Seattle today. Toronto is minus 135. And then tonight, 807, also on ESPN. San Diego and the Mets. Great pitching matchup here. You Darvish for the Padres. And Max Scherzer will get the start for the Mets. The Mets are minus 155. I think San Diego's a good value bet there. You Darvish is good. 
but you're going to have to score a couple runs off of Max Scherzer if you want to win that game. You uh, like anybody in baseball here? You pull for anybody? Uh, I'm a Reds fan. I know fan. you're a Steelers fan. Unfortunately, I'm a Reds fan. By um, the way, Steelers are getting 14 this weekend, by the way. Just 14? At Buffalo. Last time I looked, there was a hook on it. I got it at 14. Mm. I like 14 and a half. I bet you do. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I'm a Reds fan for baseball, but the last couple of years my heart has kind of been shifting into the Braves corner. Oh, I've always God. kind of followed the Braves, but now I'm like – See, I'm, Braves, I'm ready to jump on. The Braves are turning into that team that I'm pulling against. That's what they're turning into now. Well, it's better than trying too, to. They're too cocky. It's better than trying to pull for the Reds because that's cocky. just never going to happen. Um, the Braves are, are just turning into that team, kind of like um, kind of like the Warriors. I, I do like them less without the Freeman. I love Steph Curry. I can't pull for the Warriors anymore. They're too cocky because of Draymond. That doesn't help. <laughs> that doesn't help. All right, little college football here, local games, Louisville and Virginia in Charlottesville, noon start on the ACC Network. I mentioned this, the Cards are two-and-a-half-point favorites. They started out at four. I don't think Malik Cunningham's going to play. Everything's hush-hush. And Scott Satterfield did say at his uh, Tuesday news conference that, hey, Malik got hit, came over, went through protocol, came back in for two series, got hit again, and I didn't even see him get hit. Well, guess what? Nobody else saw him get hit either. Nobody else saw him get hit. Um, Malik Cunningham should not have come back in that game after that first hit because I never saw a second hit. And maybe there was. Maybe it wasn't on camera. Uh, That would be hard to believe in this day and age. But I don't think he'll start. And the question of the buyout, is a good question. If Louisville has to come up with somewhere between four and a half to six million dollars to say goodbye to Scott Satterfield in the middle of the season, what is the buyout at the end of the season? Because that would go a long way in deciding whether I keep the coach or get rid of the coach. Louisville doesn't have a lot of money to throw around here. They don't. They're, they would have to pass the hat. And a lot of these boosters, a lot of these big money people, they've thrown into the hat a lot. They're kind of tired of putting their money back into the hat. Yeah, but they're also tired of having a losing football they team. They are tired I, of having I, a losing football And team. I think would not mind throwing money in the hat if it got rid of that coach. But if you lose this game and the buyout is cheaper at the end of the season, you just wait it out. You wait it out. And guess what? Purdue's now 3-2. and two. They went on the road and beat Minnesota last week. They're going to Maryland this week. If they beat Maryland as a three-point underdog, and Louisville loses to Virginia, guess what sports radio is going to be talking about next week? Bring Brom home. Yeah, you don't have to guess. (laughs) You don't have to guess. Because two weeks ago, you weren't – nobody was talking about Brian Brom. Louisville beat South Florida 41-3. Brom lost to uh, Syracuse on a last play of the game that obviously the defense was – they were man-to-man for whatever reason. But all the blame, as it should, comes down to the head coach. That's the way it is. The Penn State game that I was at, they should have won that game. I mean, Purdue should be 5-0. and They're 3-2. and uh, And Jeff Brom took a lot of grief after that Penn State game for not running the football with the lead late in the game, throwing it on, I think, 15 of the last 16 offensive plays. And he took a lot of heat for Syracuse, a game – that Purdue had in the bank. In the bank. Ah. 
It's frustrating around here. Mm-hmm. It really is. To watch Louisville, Indiana, I don't know if Indiana wins another game. No. Kentucky's, you know, they lost last week, so the shine is kind of off. And now you got South Carolina come in. Will Levis, I don't think he's going to play. They're going to try to run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, just get out of Lexington with a win against South Carolina this weekend. Watch for this this weekend. And this is this is bad form. Kentucky gets down in this game, and then they put Levis in. That's not good form. Hmm. That looks that that would appear like we don't care about the player, we care about the win. That's what the appearance would be. Now, if you're Mark Stoops, maybe you uh, get the ball first drive and you go Rodriguez, 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 smoke, smoke, Rodriguez, Rodriguez. Smoke's questionable. Hit the tight end. Yeah, smoke's questionable. Well, maybe he goes Jatan McLean. He's banged up too. Yeah, it's the middle of the football season. Everybody's banged up. By the way, Purdue in the Big Ten West is one and one. That's tied for the lead. Six of the seven teams in the Big Ten West are one and one in conference. Wisconsin, of all people, are 0 and 2 <laughs> in Big Ten play. Who saw that coming? Nobody. So if you go to Maryland and win, you're at least still tied for first in the Big Ten West if you're Purdue. Um, South Carolina, Kentucky, 730 SEC Network. I mentioned the Cats' spread has dropped from 10.5 to 6.5. Who do you you like here, Scooter? If if I told you Levis won't play, 6.5 is the number. South Carolina's 3-2. They haven't beaten anybody any good. They've gotten – Clocked by Georgia, which some a lot of teams do, and they've got run out of the building against Arkansas, and I, they can't stop the run. I've, who, who you got? I've been looking for five and a half all week, so <laughs> that tells you where my mind's at. Maybe it gets there at game time if if we find out. And look, Stoops is not telling anybody. In fact, Kentucky football posted pictures yesterday, not video, but pictures of some practice scenes, and there were a couple of Levis throwing the football. So he's not just sitting over on the sideline in a boot. He actually was – he had the red jersey on, don't touch me. But he was throwing footballs yesterday. So at least Stoops wants South Carolina to think, hey, there's a, there's a shot he plays here. I actually – I, I don't ex- think he's going to play. I like Kentucky to win by 10 to 14, if we're being honest, whether whether Levis plays or not. So are you going to bet Kentucky 7 to 12? I know you like that uh, DraftKings. Yeah, right? I might. It's a good call. All right, let's take a break. Some NBA news. I got to talk about Draymond a little more. You know, I don't want to. And the unsponsored six-pack coming up. You're listening to Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Act. Welcome back. Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio, final segment of the week. This is my favorite time of the week. No offense, but I don't have to come back in here for three days. So, final segment of the week. I'm ready. And it's also six-pack, unsponsored six-pack time coming up here in a little bit. Very excited. Big Ten football tonight. Nebraska at Rutgers. Who you got? 
Nebraska is a three-point favorite on the road. That got, is not part of the six-pack. Got my eyelids winning that match, John. Woo. Yeah, that is going to be toothpick in the eyelids to keep them open tonight. <laughs> Nebraska. You know, uh, have you watched any preseason NBA? I know you're an NBA guy. A little bit. I watched a little bit of the Nets game last night, first quarter or so. So, give me a uh, scouting report on on uh, Ben Simmons. Ah, uh, he looks horrible still. He can't shoot. He's still just not shoot. good. He can He's play defense. All he, all he is is a big body out there. He can play defense. He can rebound when he wants to. Yeah. And he can run the show if he does it the right way. But, man, if he's 12 feet out, I'm backing off. Go ahead and shoot. Mm-hmm. He has no chance. Um, and NBA starts in less than two weeks now. Yeah. Gosh, something else for me to like lose. About a week and a half. Something else for me to lose. The 18th money on. is what I saw yesterday. That's not good. No, if you're betting NBA, John, you got a problem. NHL starts uh, next, the 11th. Uh-huh. So, I don't bet NHL. You Does that would, mean I don't have a problem? You Not would, really. No, you would do better betting NHL than NBA. Because <laughs> NHL is more chalky than NBA. NBA News, Draymond Green. The video came out from TMZ today. Did you see it? Nope. I'll so, it, it doesn't look good for Draymond Green. And Bob Myers, GM in the Warriors, now uh, full full story here. Draymond Green punched a teammate in practice, Jordan Poole, a couple days ago. And Bob Myers, the GM, came out and said, well, you know, Draymond's crossed the line before. He always comes back. He apologized to his team. He apologized to Jordan in the locker room today. Uh, everything is kumbaya. Everything's hunky-dory here. Well, then the video came out. I don't. If he crossed the line a lot, does that mean he punches his teammates? Uh, gives them a, a a sucker punch because that's what this was. There is a break in practice. It looks like everybody's just listening to the coach. No, but Draymond, Jordan, draw, he's and Draymond are jawing with each other, and it looks like the players, the other players, are so used to it that they don't even react. They don't even turn around. And look, they're listening to the coach. It appears oh. from the video. Draymond slowly walks over as the chirping continues, and he gets into the space of Poole. He literally walks into him slowly, and Poole just pushes him away. And then Draymond with the roundhouse out of nowhere, and it looked like he got him better than they were reporting. He might have knocked him out. Yes, because he went down in a heap. Wow. Now, I don't know who leaked this to TMZ. My guess is that the Warriors leaked it themselves. Because after this season, they're going to owe Draymond Green a lot of money, and they're not going to want to pay him. And Warrior fans are going to say, oh, he's helped us win X number of championships, four championships. We got to have Draymond. And I don't think they want to pay him. In fact, I think if they could get rid of him right now, they would. And Jordan Poole is a future star for this team. Uh He was great last year. He was great in the playoffs. And they don't have to pay him nearly as much at the end of of this coming season. They do have to pay him, but not nearly as much as they would have to pay Draymond Green. So I I have a feeling that the the, uh, Golden State management just said, yep, let's leak this because this does not look good on Draymond Green. And if this is normal behavior – when Draymond's playing days are over, he could end up in prison. <laughs> he, mm-hmm. 
He is an absolute thug. He is a turd, I called him yesterday. Or, or I wouldn't be surprised if he pulled a, with the woman in white and mysteriously disappeared. You ever okay. seen that movie? I don't know what that means, but all right. Oh, you, I thought, I uh, mean, you're I know, old. I know why you did it, but I don't know what it means. Ah, <laughs> oh, Draymond. By the way, Shaden Sharp, UK fans, remember Shaden Sharp? Yes, he's going to play. Yes, he's going to stay. Yeah, he's, uh, you know, he's practicing. We're not going to use him. We're going to beat St. Peter's without Shaden Sharp. Remember that? And then, oh, he decided to go pro. He was top 10 pick. In his debut with Portland last night, he had 27. Mm. I know it's preseason, but Kentucky fan doesn't want to hear that Shaden Sharp had 27 in his preseason debut with the Portland Trailblazers. They just don't want to hear it. Does Kentucky want to hear Shaden Sharp at all anymore Probably at this not. point? Probably not. But they'll still claim him. He, he'll have a great NBA career, and they'll be, he's a wildcat. Yeah, when, when Cal is telling these recruits <laughs> the amount of money that the NBA players have made, in former Kentucky players, he will include Shaden Sharp. For sure. Just like he includes Ennis Cantor, who didn't play a minute uh, of Kentucky basketball. All right, let's get to it. It is time now for the – Oh. You ready? No, nope, I'm not ready. For the unsponsored – I'll say it as slow as I can. Okay. The unsponsored six-pack. Send me a text at 414-1450 if you're willing to sponsor the six-pack because we will take any money from anybody. I don't care if it – you know, it could be Fred Fred Johnson's six-pack. Right? There we go. Go ahead. There it is. I got to have it. I got to have the drum roll because I've been hot lately. Let's start with noon. I don't like to do local teams, but I'm going to in this case. Michigan and Indiana. The Hoosiers are 22-and-a-half-point underdogs. I'm taking Michigan here. Uh, After the disappointing loss at Nebraska last week, Michigan, their offense didn't get going against Iowa. I know the quarterback got hurt, but uh, they're deep at quarterback. I think Michigan comes into Bloomington and just – this this feels like thirty five to three at halftime to me. Yeah, I can get behind that. So I'm going to take Michigan and lay the twenty two and a half against Indiana, BYU and Notre Dame in Las Vegas, part of the Shamrock series. So we got the Mormons and we got the Catholics, and they're going to Sin City. Yeah, something feels wrong about this. Notre Dame's a three and a half point favorite. I've said this in the past. Um, I think it's uh, when when something looks bad, Big Al the Fish taught me this a long time ago. When something looks too good to be true, it usually is. So that tells me to take Notre Dame, but I'm not going to do that because I'm I'm not smart enough to do that. I think BYU is pretty darn good. I think Notre Dame is not very good at all. The Irish had a week, had a bye week last week, so maybe they figured some stuff out. But I'm going to take BYU in the three and a half here. It's closer to home for them. Notre Dame will have a home crowd. That is, There's no doubt about that. Notre Dame will have 80% of the crowd because Notre Dame doesn't go out west very often, and there are Irish fans everywhere, even in Sin City. But I'm going to take BYU and the points here. They may win it. I think they at least keep it close. I'm taking the Cougars in the three and a half. Then 8 o'clock, the showdown. Texas A&M at Alabama. It was the middle of the summer when Jimbo Fisher 
said some disparaging words about Alabama and the way they recruit. It didn't go over well with Alabama fans. It didn't go over well with Nick Saban, who uh, shot back at Jimbo. And then everybody put this on the calendar. October 8th, Alabama hosting A&M. This is going to be unbelievable. Well, guess what? A&M's not very good. They're 3-2. and two. Their quarterback issues are huge. Their quarterback, their starting quarterback is hurt. So is Alabama's. Bryce Young is a game-time decision. Uh, I've only got to give 24. Now, if you had told me before the season, Alabama minus 24 against A&M on October 8th, I'd have said, give me A&M all day long. I'm, cha- I'm going the other way here. Alabama took a 28-0 lead at Arkansas last week. The uh, Hogs cut it to five, and then Alabama ran away and hid. Nick Saban not happy with his team, not happy with his defense. I think his defense shows up big time this week. Alabama, I think, can name the score. I'm giving the 24. Nick Saban is mean when he wants to be, and I think he wants to be. So Alabama minus the 24. NFL games, Buffalo hosting Pittsburgh. Sorry, Scoot, Scoots, but uh, – I got to take the Bills. I've said this three weeks ago. I'm going to take the Bills every week. Taking the Bills minus the 14. Um, the Pittsburgh defense is not good without uh, Watt, uh, and they can't score either. Kenny Pickett, first start this week. Buffalo's defense is good. Um, I think they can name the score here. I'm giving the two touchdowns. Watt should be back soon, but it won't matter not this week. Not this week. Yeah. Uh, my favorite game of the week, Dallas at the Rams, 405 or 425 start. Rams are five and a half point favorites over the Cowboys. Everybody's loving Cooper Rush, even though Jerry Jones is trying to, no pun intended here, rush back Dak Prescott. The Rams played terrible last week against San Francisco. They're two and two. They need a win. They turn it around. Dallas finally doesn't play well with Cooper Rush at quarterback. And I think the Rams put it on the Cowboys somewhere along the lines of 27 to 10 this week. Give me the Rams minus five and a half. Finally, Baltimore and Cincinnati in Baltimore, Sunday night football. The Bengals have bounced back from an 0-2 start. They've been good. Keep this in mind. The Ravens have trailed for all of 14 seconds this year. Yes, they're 2-2. Two two. They lost a game to the to uh, the Bills they shouldn't have lost last week. They led 20-3. to three. They lost a game to the Dolphins where they led by 21 in the fourth quarter. And I keep going back to they have trailed all season by a total of 14 seconds. They're 2-2. Two and two. They should be 4-0. The defense has let them down. John Harbaugh not going to let that happen much longer. And Lamar Jackson has been great. They're back at home. Here's a number you don't know. The Ravens have lost five straight home games. Who who saw that coming? Two this year, three at the end of last year. They'll turn it around, and they'll put it on the Bengals. I'm taking the Ravens and giving the three points. So there you go. Michigan minus 22.5 at Indiana. BYU plus 3.5 against Notre Dame in Vegas. And Alabama at home minus 24 against Texas A&M. Bills minus 14 at home against Pittsburgh. Rams minus 5.5 at home against Dallas. And the Ravens. Minus three at home against the Cincinnati Bungles. All right, don't forget, Manuel St. X tonight, 7 o'clock, 645 pregame right here on the Big X. Tony Burke and myself, 
We'll uh, bring you all the action from Brother Thomas Moore Stadium, two of the top teams in 6A in Kentucky. Scooter will be in New Albany for Seymour New Albany, 7 o'clock tonight. Justin Kalen brings you all the action on WFIA 94.7. We'll recap everything on Monday. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big Game.